The Jimmy Knifey. You Green Zone listeners know what I'm talking about. Jimmy's uh, standing by here. And uh, just a heads up with Saskatchewan's decision not to remit carbon tax on natural gas. The feds have said uh, that we, you and I, will not get any carbon tax rebates. As a result, Sask Energy Minister Dustin Duncan uh, joining the Evan Bray Show to talk about this right out of the 830 News. And later, Mr. John Gormley, who served under former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney who passed away, sadly, at the age of 86 yesterday. Well, Mr. Gormley is going to join Evan for a conversation about Brian Mulrooney as well. On location today, the Montana Spryer, the CJME Green Zone, led by Jamie Nye, offering complete coverage and insight from the brand all weekend and all next week. Jamie, a bit of a preview here first, but I know you love curling. You even, you even played yourself, right? I was... Curling in high school up until the age of 19. We go to Moose Jaw for bond spiels and yeah. we won the Regina Youth Spiel when we were like 14 or something like that. I forget how old I was. But. So you were a young legend in the making of it. Yeah, Austin. right. Curling has always been a sport you've entertained and yeah. enjoyed. Oh, yeah. Oh, my, oh yeah. Like my grandparents were huge into curling. They, I have jackets of my grandparents. They would go to Silver Brooms in Scotland and Switzerland and they have pins from the 70s and 80s and these volunteer jacket it's hanging in my mom's closet i can picture it now actually will you wear one of those uh grandparents jackets i should Just, my, you know will it still fit my mom always <laughs> says you should bring it and i'm like i'm i'm worried i'll get uh, like all the pin collectors will like bombard me i'm like i'd have to keep an eye on that thing how is curling doing because obviously in saskatchewan we have a lot of curling fans do you think this sport is growing? Is this as big as it ever has been, or has it stumbled? Curling has dropped off. Well, when Rick Folk won the Briar, they didn't come out of Saskatoon the next year. They didn't qualify to come out of the city. That's how many competitive teams there were. And now the way the pro tour has gone, it's depleted those top-level teams. Now you have an okay men's night and women's night and seniors' night and all that stuff, and junior teams, but... That high-end competitive curling in the provinces has completely diminished because if you don't have major sponsorship and you're not willing to do it full-time in the winter, you're not going to win the briar. So it's kind of depleted that way, but you can see Curling Canada do a lot of work, especially in the grassroots, getting to kids and trying to get junior programs uh, energized again. Okay, let's have a look at draw one tonight. The defending champs, they could three-peat if they get through this all the way, right? Gushu, do you think that'll happen? Well, I, I think Brad's, of course, going to be one of the favorites. He's curled very well on tour, as he always does. He and Mark Nichols, that, that pairing is third and skip, has been legendary. But I, I'm Benny Hebert's team with Brendan Botcher, I think we might be able to see a, a local Regina guy win the Briar, even though he's curling out of Alberta. That Botcher team in their second year together, because curling is such a weird world now after every four-year Olympic cycle, teams change rosters. So last year was that big changeover, and that happened with Rachel Holman. She had a changeover, and then this year they really popped off, won the Scotties, and I'm looking at uh, Brendan Botcher as 
If it's not Brad Gushu, I'm looking at Brendan Botcher with Brent, Benny Hebert as lead of winning this thing. Well, having known Benny uh, since he was knee-high and growing <laughs> up uh, together with his family, I would be uh, on board with that. Can you imagine if he wins the Briar a week from Sunday night? Can you imagine the Briar patch with the Hebert clan? Oh, like, fun. I could, Greg, and I would love to be there to see it. All right. That's uh, kind of uh, in our back pocket what we hope. But let's face it. Team Saskatchewan out of Saskatoon, McEwen's rank here. This is... Is a briar drought we're going through. Do you think that this gives us a really good chance? How does Team Saskatchewan fare? Well, well, Team Saskatchewan is the sixth-ranked team going in out of the 18 that are here. They're number six. Top six make the playoffs uh, or make the qualifying to make the playoffs. They should be there. Of course, on the weekend, you need to curl two, three good games, and you can be a briar champion, and this team has the makings to do that. The Marsh Boys, uh, Kevin and Dan, as well as Colton Flash, they've been in the conversation. They've curled well at the Briar before. They made that roster change with Mike McEwen joining them, a veteran skip in his ninth Briar. He's got the experience. I wouldn't be surprised to see Saskatchewan represented very well from this quartet. Green Zone's going to take us through the Briar all week long, starting today. Um, certainly you'll be at the patch tonight to hear one song from the Rec Laws. What else? <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> the next couple of days, of course, are live this afternoon, and then next Tuesday, and then next Friday we're live as well. You'll hear uh, the guests, and we'll keep you up to date. Kirk Myers is actually going to join us as like our Briar analyst. He's won two bronze medals with Saskatchewan curling, and now he's one of the top mixed doubles team with his uh, partner, Laura Walker. He'll break down the Briar for us. Uh, all week long and we'll have uh, many other guests as well jamie and i looking forward to your coverage thanks buddy for yeah. joining me so bright and early oh always <laughs> nice to see your bright shiny face in the morning greg <laughs> nice to see yours too Joining me now is Andrew Shepard from the 980 CJME Newsroom. And uh, of note today, uh, not a lot from the teachers, although they made one other announcement yesterday about what's next week. But what do I need to know there? For, for next week, uh, no extracurriculars. This is province-wide, real easy to, to, to track this one. Tuesday and Wednesday, no extracurriculars province-wide. That's everything from sports, field trips, art clubs, even no grad prep. There we go. See, that's what I, you you know, just keep it nice and easy. No (laughs) lunch hours. Yeah. Today, no lunch hour supervision. But again, it does not affect Regina or Saskatoon. It's a a few other uh, school divisions across the province. Okay. And uh, boy, coming up, uh, a lot of conversation through the day, I'm sure, about the carbon tax not being remitted uh, by our province to the feds for energy. Yeah, this is yeah, this is escalating quickly. Uh, this is because of uh, the province not uh, charging the carbon tax on your uh, Sask Energy bill, and then it made the decision it had to by the end of the month uh, of February uh, whether it wants to remit that, basically send that money, pass it on to the feds, which is required by law. Saskatchewan's deciding to break the law. It doesn't want to do that. In response, the feds say, uh, "Well, then there's no carbon tax rebate for people in Saskatchewan." Um, Premier Scott Moe says, well, if there's no rebate, then he's going to threaten to not uh, send or not pay any of the carbon tax money because that's still coming off of uh, uh, gas and stuff like that. Right now, it's just not uh, being paid on natural gas. Sask Energy Minister Dustin Duncan joining the Evan Bray Show right out of the 830 News here this morning. And, uh, uh, well, the political world is uh, noting that uh, we lost a, 
a great man. At the age of 86, Brian Mulroney, the former prime minister, passed yesterday. Yeah, former progressive conservative prime minister. He was 84. He, uh, he won the most seats ever. Uh, in 1984 when he was elected and um, you know he'll be remembered for some of the big things he did uh, got the free trade deal with the U.S. Also GST. the GST, <laughs> which wasn't very popular, but it's, it's it was kind of one of those things where he, you know, regardless of what it does to his political career, uh, it, it was needed at the time uh, to to get Canada's finances under control. And hey, it's still here. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, Shep. Thank you so much. More coming up with Andrew here at the top of the hour. It's uh, six fifty six. I should also mention too that. Uh, how about this? Mr. John Gormley is going to make an appearance on the Evan Bray show uh, later this morning. As uh, John, he, of course, uh, served under uh, former Prime Minister Brian Mulroney. So the two of them will reflect a little later on on the Evan Bray show, which is starting up here at 830 this morning. It's now 657. Coming in like a lion this month of March with uh, this winter storm watch in effect for the weekend. You won't uh, really contend with much more than the wind today and uh, the first half of tomorrow. But tomorrow night into Sunday looks like it's going to be pretty darn blustery as we start a brand new month. The Montana's Briar is in. That's why Mother Nature, I guess, thought the Montana Lowe's should come and visit Saskatchewan as well. But yeah, Briar action tonight. Team Saskatchewan uh, takes on uh, PEI. And, of course, the defending champs, uh, Gushu-led Team Canada also on the ice. Boy, this is going to be fun. The Briar Patch is free tonight uh, for everyone. Of course, uh, the Reclaws are going to be uh, performing on the stage about 9.30, they suggest. So, yeah, March is starting off with everything here. There's Winter Storm Watch, the Briar. What else we got look to, uh, looking forward to? Oh, St. Patty's Day is in the month of March. I see it falls on a Sunday this year. So Monday will be a holiday for many who celebrate St. Patrick's Day on the 17th. Easter this year, March 31st. Uh, let's see. Hey, let's go to the movies here this morning with uh, Brett Buster, our resident movie critic. Consider what you're about to do, Paul Atreides. Dune Part 2 has uh, opened up. Uh, it's at the Kramer IMAX Theater, too, isn't it? I know, and I, I'd already bought my tickets for the Landmark before you I knew. didn't. So if I'm going to go again, which I might, I'm definitely seeing an IMAX because it deserves to be seen in the biggest screen possible. Okay, so now, uh, what is Dune about? Oh, boy, how much time you got? <laughs> exactly. I would say that this movie, if I had to compare it to something, it's like Star Wars meets Game of Thrones. It's all about, you know, a messiah and a prophecy. It's about, you know, the the, the little guys versus the rebels, I guess we'll call them, versus the, the evil empire. But it all just takes place on a, on a sand planet, so they don't, you know, travel between planets like Star Wars. It's all on Arrakis. And so this one is very much part two of Dune Part One, and it is a war movie, and I thought it was fantastic lots of great action oh god and it's 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 just epic in scope Denis Villeneuve is the director he did the last one he did Arrival and um uh what's it called Blade Runner 2049 so like this guy knows how to do scale and epic filmmaking and I loved every bit of it it was two hours and 45 minutes and it just flew by I didn't feel the length whatsoever you didn't even take a pee break I didn't 
Uh, wow. <laughs> Is there a moment that you suggest about Ooh. the halfway point? Joel? I don't know. I don't know. This this one this one has a lot of momentum and it's it? dense and you have to pay attention and it just keeps moving. I rewatched the first one uh this week before it just just to get a little bit of a refresher. And I do think this one is a little bit better just because there's a little bit less of the slow pace and the world building. But I love this world. I mean, they're they're riding giant sandworms and yeah. the, the stuff it that they can do. It looks pretty epic. It is. Uh, but let's let's talk a little about that because uh, I've not yet even seen the first one. Don't know a lot about Dune. Would like to have watched it, but... Uh, how smart are they? They took it off streaming service because this one's in theaters now. I know. They want you to buy it or or rent it. Like, it was on Crave, I think, a week ago. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. it. And then they just ripped it away from me. But no, it's it's excellent. I mean, the cast is great with Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya as sort of your leads. And then they added in uh, Florence Pugh and Austin Butler, the guy who played Elvis recently. Completely unrecognizable. Plays a total psychopath in this. And then they also cast Christopher Walken and... Uh, that was a bit of a miss. I didn't think he fit at all. All right. So you love it. You give it a thumbs up. I'm giving it four and a half out of five. Right. I think it's it's just shy of being perfect. Dune Part 2 in theaters this weekend. Dapping your foot there. You like this one? I love, I love the Doobie Brothers, Greg. You remember working here and introducing that one? That was a brown labeled cart that we used to play back in the day. No one would know what you're talking well, about. Well, right it was now. we've that's how we played the music, Greg. Yeah. They look like eight tracks, uh, but we called them carts. Uh, <laughs> and uh, if you're old as uh, Evan, well, then you'd remember that. <laughs> Evan Bray show is going to be back here at eight thirty, and uh, I'm a little concerned. I'll say it right now. Not that I want to sound fatherly to you, but I am concerned you're leaving town to go to see the Oilers in Edmonton when there's a winter storm coming. Well, we'll just have to make sure we got the chains on the tires, I guess. (laughs) White knuckling all the way. You and I have made that drive a couple times, Greg. We have, we have. Well, that's exciting. So who are they playing there? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh on Sunday night. Yeah, so it should be be a good game. Both uh, teams play the day before, so they might be a little tired, but we'll see. Now, you took Monday off. I did, and uh, so uh, you'll be uh, you'll be okay that way. But you might have to, you know. Well, we're leaving in good time. The game's not till Sunday. We're leaving Saturday, okay. so I mean, we we'll be fine. All right, we so I won't worry about you. Four of us in the truck. We can push and drive, and we'll be fine. <laughs> if you don't make it back, the old guy who's going to be on your show, <laughs> yes, the old voice meets the new voice today. We should talk about this. Yeah, John Gormley's going to make it appear. Yeah, on your well, show today. you know, I mean, with the news that Brian Mulroney passed away yesterday, of course, John was elected uh, as an MP. The same. At the same time, the same election that Brian Mulroney was uh, not only elected as an MP re-elected, but uh, became the, the prime minister. So we thought, who better to come on the show and talk about the type of leader that he was? He he had lots of qualities about him that made him a great leader, uh, Mulroney did. And so I think it'll be great to talk with John Gormley today. It'll, uh, good to have, hear him back on the radio. We've been hearing a little uh, uh, about how important he was to that last NAFTA free trade agreement. Because yeah. apparently he lived uh, you know partly in uh, Florida too and had known Trump. 
Uh, I don't know how friendly they were, but he knew enough about them that he was really guiding Christopher Freeland and even uh, Prime Minister Trudeau. Yeah, and I think that, I think that says a lot about him too, Greg, because you know he wanted to do what was best for Canada. So regardless of partisanship, uh, you know, obviously he and Trudeau, I'm sure, didn't see eye to eye on everything. But the fact that he was willing to step in and help, uh, I think it speaks to the character of the person that he was. All right, coming up on your show a little later on here, you're also going to have uh, uh, Dustin Duncan on. Right. Do you have questions that you would like me to ask him? Well, he's the Sask Energy Minister, and of course we all have questions here. You know, uh, you know Saskatchewan's decision not to remit carbon tax on natural gas. The feds say now, uh, don't expect any rebates. And, to, to which the Premier says, well, then we're going to take the carbon tax off of everything that we pay it well, on. Well, you better. You better. <laughs> you know? But, but first and foremost, what's with the cheesy video? If you're going to take my <laughs> tax dollars here, go to Ottawa to make this announcement right. in front of uh, it was Parliament, right? Yes, but uh, but but okay. What, what was that about? Okay, let's be fair. And then bad sound. Okay, Greg, just bring it down a notch. Okay. That's not why he went to Ottawa. He's there for a conference. While he's there, he makes the announcement. Now there was some theatrics, no doubt about it, because he talked about was. you know how Trudeau made the walk in the snow. He made his walk in the rain in in Ottawa. So yeah, there was some theatrics there. But I'm really curious to know what research they've done and and what the legal experts are telling them what the consequences for the province will be. I think that, you know, we're already hearing, yeah, the rebate won't be paid to Saskatchewan yeah. people, but is there going to be a fine? Because if there is, you and I are paying that too. Yeah. And you might want to ask him about his hem length to an orange suit in case he has to go to prison, right? Isn't that <laughs> okay, part well, of it too? We'll, we'll check on that too. What size of overall <laughs> does he ready wear? to go to jail, isn't he? <laughs> on behalf of our province, I thought. Uh, but there are a lot of people that uh, are in agreement with this, but there are as many, particularly online, really miffed about their tax rebate. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, of course, what others are saying is, look, if you're not paying it on the front end, then the rebate shouldn't be as big of a deal. But we do know, and you and I talked about this this morning, home heating is only one way that we pay the carbon tax. So we pay it a lot of different ways on fuel, on all goods and services, you name it. For the record, I don't want to see anyone go to jail. <laughs> Live from Alcatraz, it's Dustin Duncan this morning. It was just a thought, you know, they said know, they'd go Greg. to jail for us. I know. All right. See Jamie Newstime now is 727.